Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast, and we're going to talk Montreal Canadiens, European prospects, because there's one guy who has seen many of them and seen them play on more than one occasion. Some he's seen to play a little bit less, but he has uh, pretty much detailed scouting reports. He is the European hockey correspondent for Habs Eyes on the Prize. Patrick Bexel, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Tony. It's it's a pleasure being here. Uh, Montreal Canadiens. Rookie camp opens up on Wednesday, September 15th. And a lot of people are wondering if some of these players are actually going to make the big club this year. General manager Mark Bergevin has said it's up to the players. They will decide. And they, if they play well, they will force the hand of upper management. And upper management will actually make room for them. All right. Before we can get to some players that we probably don't know that much about, there are a few players that we do know a little bit about. But you had a chance to see them play before us. Alexander yeah. Romanov. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to actually watch him in the national team uh, in Stockholm. Uh, I uh, was also fortunate enough to speak with him uh, alone. So that was, that was a brilliant thing. He seems like a really, really generous, nice guy. But on the ice, I'm, I've always been impressed with his skating. I think that's, that's the most what I've been impressed with. Um, the way he can use the edge to, to his benefit and backwards, forwards, anywhere. I think the expectations might have been a little bit high coming into Montreal, um, giving him that puck-moving defensive role that he didn't have in Seska. And uh, I think that transition was, was a little bit too big for him. It will be very interesting to see how he, how he shapes up in, in this year and what kind of role he gets. But in Seska, he was playing more of a as I'm a European, a, a soccer fan, and um, he played more of a libero, like the, 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 the last man defender. And I think, I think in some ways it would benefit him to, to go back to that, to go back to basics and, and stake out the claim. That I thought it was more of a... 
I think it was more the fact that in, in the World Juniors, he stepped up and played against his peers. But but it when it comes to playing against the best in, in the world, which you do in NHL, he, he still has a lot to learn and, and you can't show, let him shoulder all the responsibility at one time. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia Beyond Organic Sleep. Well, um, if you were sleeping, Romanov would catch you uh, with a huge hit. The one thing that he does extremely well, Patrick, and I'm sure you've seen him do this before, is deliver a hard-hitting, clean hits, whether it's center ice or on the boards. But if you're sleeping and you have your head down, he's going to catch you. Yeah, I think that was my first big gift when it came to to uh, Montreal prospects in many ways. I mean, obviously, I had a few with Lekkonen and, and stuff like that. But Romanov, I think it was barely a, a month into his KHL career, and he delivered a hit that knocked the uh, helmet off the, uh, the the opposing player. And and yeah, it was big, big hit. And the like, I think I think it was like in the next period, he had an offensive tackle where he took the tackle and then re- reversed it more or less, and and uh, shifted that guy away as well. I mean, yeah, he's built like a tank. He was sold to us as possibly a hybrid between Markov and Emelin. I take a look at the numbers he put up with Seska or lack thereof. I take a look at the numbers last year in his first season or lack thereof. I see a lot more Emelin who skates like Markov and passes like Markov and less so of an Emelin with a Markov who puts up points like Markov. I'm willing to say this, whether I'm right or wrong, I don't think he'll ever put up huge points at the National Hockey League level. No, I I sort of agree with you. I think I've always seen him more like a Cronwell kind of guy, but it's it's so easy to get stuck into these um, nationalistic comparisons, or not nationalistic comparisons, but yeah, comparisons with players from the same country. I've seen him more like this guy standing up on the blue line, uh, protecting the attack rather, and, and making sure you get a second or third wave rather than putting up the points of Markov, as you say. Lucas Vedemo. Here's a guy that in 2015 was drafted in the third round, 87th overall. Last year, he put up 13 points with Laval. It's interesting because it's a point every other game. At the same time, He's 25 years of age. He's had pretty much three full seasons in Laval. Is it safe to say that what you see is what you get? Yeah, I think so. I, I think he's he's definitely shown what he got, but also with the center positions up in the air in Montreal, this is a guy you can plug in either on the wing or on the center position in the fourth line, and he will never make a bad shift. He, he will be solid. And, and sometimes that's a lot of, of what a coach wants. They would want someone with a hockey IQ, which Vedemo has. And I know he's always being asked before signing that one-year contract with Montreal about if he's going to come back to Sweden or not. Uh, because the clubs here are, are, are leaping um, in, around to, to try to get him his, his, uh, his signature on, on the contract. But I think, yeah, it's, he, he's versatile. And he's smart. And I think a lot of coaches want that on your fourth line. And and as we've seen what happened with Montreal after this playoff run, a great playoff run, uh, we don't really know what to expect. And, and it could be a very smart way of, of protecting you. He's also very cheap. 
in regards to numbers. So it opens up space for someone else down the line or, or an addition come deadline. For any sports jersey or even our uh, sick merch apparel, use code 615 for 15% off on all the items at sportbuffshop.com. Once again, for all of your officially licensed sports apparel. All right. Uh, I want to move to Jesse Yolonen, who the Canadians drafted in the second round, 35th overall, back in 2018. Played 29 games in Laval, picked up 17 points. It's interesting numbers in a rookie season. What can you tell us and what's his ceiling? I compare him. Um, he's a better offensive output than Lekonen, and now I'm back to that, you know, uh, comparison with countries. But, but uh, yeah, I, I think what, what stands out really is that he has one of the most best strides technically when it comes to skating in, in arguably that I've seen as a, in, in Sweden or Finland or Russia as well. Um, he's really, really, and he's worked on it. He, I, I spoke to some of his family and friends and they said he was a really bad skater at first, but he has practiced it so much and now he's become technically one of the best skaters. He also has a wicked shot. And unfortunately for Montreal and for Laval, he's not using it properly or, or, or as much as he should be doing. Uh, I think that is something that he will need to work on. He will need to be able to take that step in towards the net and, and maybe take a hit every now and then, but also get that shot off in Liga. And, and I think from what I saw a little bit in Laval, he took the other, other way towards the boards and came further from the net and with the worst angle and he could have scored even more. I think, yeah, top top no, or, or second-line winger, for sure. He, he has the skills. He just needs to put it together. Well, if he ends up becoming a second-line winger, a lot of Montreal Canadiens fans will drink to that. So here's some Cherry River Heart Seltzer. Uh, Patrick, only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives, now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store. Yann Mishak, um, drafted second round, 48th overall, in 2020, a centerman who shoots left, came out of the Czech Republic, had played some games in the Ontario Hockey League uh, and in the, che- in the Czech Republic, of course. Laval Rocket last year, 22 games, only a couple of goals. What's his identity? What could be his role as a player? And do you think this ultimately translates to a player playing in the National Hockey League one day? I think he will play in the National Hockey League. I think he's too stubborn not to. Uh, and that's probably one of his best skills. He's determined. He's. Uh, I spoke with him two, about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, I had an interview on Ice on the Price with him that, that we published and, uh, in full uh, as well. But, but he's really, really smart guy. But his work ethic is off the charts. Uh, my Czech friends and, and, and sources are telling me that they are not sure he will be able to run a power play. Uh, I think what we saw in the World Juniors is actually what we might see from Mishak more on an NHL level, where he is—he's um, going to be moved to the wing. That's that's the first thing I, I'm going to say. I think he's going to be moved to the wing, and he's not going to be that um, drive of play uh, in the same way as you you see maybe Jager or or, or to, to obviously, but more of a Plakanic kind of guy, I, I would say. Uh, not sure point-wise, but he will, and and he will not run the power play as as many thought when we drafted him. Uh, I think that is the main thing. We cannot have as much um, 
as much high hopes for him in that regard, but he is an NHLer. I, I have no doubt that he will play in the NHL on, on sheer determination, if nothing else. Uh, one guy that a lot of people haven't seen play, but they're starting to wonder what he's all about is Dmitry Kostenko, who plays in the VHL, who's looking to actually move to the KHL. Um, I, I know you've seen uh, some highlights. I know you've broken down a little bit of his game. What can you tell us? Um, for, first and foremost, he's the same size as Romanov when he came up. And, and um, obviously he's not as good as Romanov because he's not sticking in the K right now. But he's on the verge of, of getting into the K. Arguably also, you have to realize Romanov came into Seska, which is more or less a European national team, a combined European national team. Um, one of the best teams outside the, the NHL. Um, Kostenko is looking to progress into Spartak Moscow, which is the, the little, little sibling in Moscow after Seska and Dynamo. Uh, so, so he has an easier route into the KHL, but he's going to be exposed more. Uh, from what I've seen, he, he, has this, he has a hockey IQ. And I think we've seen Trevor Timmons draft that way with a lot of his picks. He's picking hockey IQ picks where he knows that they are false, but they can, if, if they use the hockey IQ, and, and he, their regular determination and, and, and skill set, they can either rectify that or, or they can make, um, make players out of it without having to change too much of it. So I think uh, Kostenko, I wasn't as impressed. I, I mean, like when I look at a player like Romanov or, 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 or other very good skaters, they use the edge work to accelerate out more or less any situation and Kostenko, he glides a lot on the ice. He has the vision. He can open up a passing lane mm-hmm. very, very well. But he, he doesn't have that edge work yet. I think that is something that they can definitely work on. Um, and obviously, Russian coaches love their skating. So it's my belief that he, they will work on it as well. Um, we should probably not have too high expectations. Maybe K sometimes during this year. Maybe he sticks. Maybe he gets sent down. But... It's, it's a similar role to, to Laval and, and, and NHL. He, he needs to take that step and move up onwards. And uh, sometimes you take a fall and, and, and go back down, but it's, it's going to benefit you in the long run. Now, Kostenko was drafted in the third round of 2021. And the guy who was drafted one round before him, 64th overall, Oliver Kapanen. Indeed, I, Liga just started. I only got my Liga subscription sorted on, on Friday, so I, mm-hmm. I only watched one game with him. Um, he, he's also one of these guys that are, um, that are um, smart players. Obviously, Kapanen, you know, it comes with a little bit of a royal name in, in Finnish hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his uncle, uh, Sami. Uh, but uh, he's, got, he, he's also in a smaller team in Liga, he will get to play. He's going to play center right now on the fourth line, but he has also played wing and center on the second line during the preseason. He's a smart player. Um, he's a fast player straight in, in straight lines, but he's not using that speed to move around the ice at, at, at good times. He has a wicked shot, especially from in close. His yeah. wrist must be made of steel because he can lift the puck up from more or less any angle over the pads of, of the goalkeeper. And that's where his goals come from. It will be very, very interesting to see if he can 
adjust to that from a um, semi-professional level to the professional level that Liga is. This is probably has uh, some Montreal Canadiens fans pretty excited. So if you want to celebrate sophistication, event rentals, live music, DJ, sound system, tents, chairs, tables, decor, lighting, photo booth, TV screens, your one-stop shop, call them at 514-570-5770. You know, we brought up a couple of names earlier on in this chat. Jesse Yelonen was one. He was their second-round pick in 2018 when their first-round pick was Kakinyemi. The oh, other so second-round pick great. we brought up was great. Alexander Romanov. And another second-round pick was Jacob Olofsson, who I know you know well because he spent pretty much his entire life playing in Sweden. What's his story? It's, it's a very interesting story. I, I have tried to figure out. I, I've spoken to a lot of good guys covering Timro and covering Kolefteo, which is the, the two teams that he's played with. I'm really not sure. Because he came out of, of, of Hockey Alsenskan as an offensive-minded centerman. But it seems like for some reason or another, his confidence has gone awry when it comes to the offensive blue line. He can play quite well until then. But then it just, there is a confidence issue. I don't know. He, he had a really, really bad concussion. I'm not sure you remember that. He got a tackle. Yeah and hit more or less the stanchion in a similar way to Pacioretty uh, when that happened against Boston. Uh, but yeah, it's it's something has gone awry. And then obviously he had a separate, separated shoulder two years ago, uh, had sur- surgery for that over this, that summer, and then he couldn't take a spot in, in, in the Cholefteo, so he moved back to Timro. You expected more from him because it's a level down in, in hockey. But on the other hand, he, he never took that step again. And, and I can't, I mean, like in our top 25, under 25, I had him second last. So at number 40, when Kakenimi left. But, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I have no idea what's going on. Um, he will make a living out of hockey in Europe, that's for sure. But I can't see him even crossing the, the Atlantic to go to the AHL because he's not going to be offered an AHL contract. In a much a similar way, injuries hampered his development, much like another very fancied prospect in Montreal, Yoni Ikonen, that, that obviously had some of the most dreadful injuries I've, I've heard about for three years running, more or less. If I would tell you that the last player, the last Canadian's European prospect player that we're going to talk about is... Matthias Norlinder, would I be saving the best for last? Yeah. Well, Romanov has already graduated, so yeah. But but Norlinder is one of them, yeah. Definitely, one of the top two. In your opinion, who do you think has a higher ceiling and why? Norlinder has a higher ceiling, but the question is, he's not as certain to reach it. Uh, his skill level is off the charts. It's, he has a... PK, P.K. Subban flair in, in some of his moves. He has those dangles that Rasmus Dahlin had in, in when he came out of Sweden for, for the, being the first overall pick. Um, he has all that. Uh, and he puts it together every now and then. It makes for marvelous highlight reels and, and everything. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about his defensive play. And, and I spoke to Christopher Naslund for Alondas, uh um, defensive coach last week and uh, he, he came up with one thing it might be easier for him because it's less 
time, less space to cover and less less uh, movement as well to 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 stand up for. But it also goes a lot faster in the NHL. So that's where I'm wondering: can he hack it? Either he becomes a really really good NHL player, which I thought he would be last year, and he had a great start last year. Mm-hmm. But he he was also he also suffered an injury and was out for a month and a half. Uh, came back and and then he hit the the everything running um, in the playoffs, which Frelna was dreadful in. But but Norlander was the shining star. Um, when it comes to to this year, he obviously had a terrible first game of the season or, or uh, this weekend in SHL, and he was benched. And he said, "I deserve to get benched." Uh, it was uh, the worst game I've had in a couple of years. So so he he was quite hard on himself. You have to wonder if he was already in Montreal playing for for, for a position in Montreal. Um, but I think I think Romanov will will definitely. I mean, like he is an NHLer already. He's he will be a solid NHLer. Um, it's a little bit more boom or bust when it comes to to Norlander. If he makes it, he's going to be great. If he if he doesn't, he can be an Eric Gustafsson kind of player that is a power play specialist and and. Uh, he can he can make things happen from there. Uh, some of the players on Frölunda describes him his power play assets as as fantastic because he he can move so well with the puck and he can twist and turn. He he also got a great shot. Obviously, he he can deliver passes. His vision is great. So so he got all these tools and they love working with him on the power play. It's the def- defensive errors that I'm worried about and obviously with a faster game, better players. You might be exposed more. He, he sometimes puck watches and and tries to poke check where he should probably just take the player out. When you see Norlander play at his best, and you think of his ceiling at his best, and you see some of those flashes, which makes him an attractive player, what would be a comparable? And I'm telling you to to, to aim high, but realistically high. Well, we had high expectations on another front defender coming out from a couple of years ago, Rasmus Dahlin, and he hasn't really achieved all those um, laurels that he, he got on, on that first year. Yeah. I think I think Norlinder is not that far off if he makes it. But the question is, will he? He, he it, it's Dahlin processes the game in a very, very fast way, in a very smart way. Norlinder has that opportunity. Can he adjust to make it even faster? And and that will be the, the main thing that, that I'm worried about when it comes to Norlinder. Um, offensive, I'm not worried at all. Patrick, if you could place a bet on my bookie and you go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sickpicks to double your deposit, bet, win, get paid. Now, they don't have this prop, okay? So I'm going to let you know. But imagine if they did. If you can place a bet, if I were to ask you, will Matthias Norlinder quarterback a Montreal Canadiens power play in the very near future, what percentage of your money would you place? Very near future? Is that this season or next season? So you tell me how much you'd place on this season and how much you'd place on next season. What are your percentages? I'd probably place what? 15% 15% on this season, and the rest I would definitely play on next, next season. Is it safe to say that you don't think Matthias Norlinder 
will make the Montreal Canadiens in the 2021-2022 season? It depends exactly on what role Mark Bergevin and and um, Ducharme think he, he will have. It, it, it comes down to roster building. If they see that they can have an Eric Gustafsson kind of player, cheaper with an entry-level contract, yeah, they get it. They, they take that. I, I fully understand they do that. The question is, NHL is not a development league. So, so what is you, best for his development? Development-wise, I think another year in Frölunda with hopefully a deep playoff run would be the best way. But because I don't want to pigeonhole him into becoming that, you know, defender that plays a little bit of offense on the power play. I don't want to pigeonhole him that. I want him to be a defender that that you can use on the second line all through the game in any situation. He is a European scout for Habs Eyes on the Prize. We talked about Montreal Canadiens, European prospects, and Patrick Bexel tells you the best thing for Matthias Norlinder's development is one more year in Frölunda and a deep playoff run. Pat, another great guest on the Sick Podcast. Thanks. Thank you guys for having Cheers, me. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Marinero. Until next time. Cheers. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia. The world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond Organic Sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks Near You.